0: You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled, Knowing God, Part 2. Enjoy. So glad you're here. We want you to eat a lot while you're here. I mean, we have refreshments over there, and that's good, but we want you to eat Jesus. We want you to, to taste and see how good he is. So we serve fresh Jesus here. We Every week, we're making fresh, hot, jesus just for you so come and get it this morning okay let's pray right now let's get our attention on the lord let's let the holy spirit minister to us god you're so amazing no one loves us like you do we worship you now father thank you for the the word you've given us that teaches us how to be moms and dads that teaches us how to live in this world that teaches us how to walk in the spirit Lord, we thank you for your peace reigning in our families, in our homes. Thank you for instructing us as your sons and daughters, as, as your co-heirs, Lord Jesus, as your chosen ones, as, your, as this new race of people in the earth that are, that are exalting you and letting your glory shine through us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for healing this morning for ministering to healing to anyone who is in need in this place and through Facebook. Thank you for ministering salvation and wisdom and strength and provision by your spirit and through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. What do I mean when I say we serve fresh hot Jesus? We have no religious tradition to give you. Religious tradition will not help you. You need a personal experience with the risen Christ. You need to know him like your best friend because he is your best friend. You need to understand how much he loves you. You need to be sure and certain of what he's already done for you. So that when you get up tomorrow morning and you're facing a new work week, you can get up with joy and confidence and peace because you know he's already gone before you and he's accomplishing the things that concern you. So we're talking about knowing God, not knowing about God. Knowing about God won't transform your life. It won't help you. Knowing God personally Will, all right? So you talking to God and God talking to you. Have you ever heard God's voice? Yeah. Now, the way that I say that, you might think I mean audibly as you're hearing my voice now. That's not how the Lord speaks to us. There are some cases that that may happen, but that is not the most reliable way for God to talk to you. Did you know that? God will speak to you through His holy Spirit directly to your spirit that's how he talks to us it'll be this witness inside that you'll know what he just said to you and it's not audible it's just a a stirring inside it's a peaceful it's a still small voice you can say it that way and you have to learn to recognize that it will save your life okay so how are you going to recognize his voice Because remember from last week, there are a lot of voices in the earth, a lot of them. And just because something is spiritual doesn't mean it's good. In the natural realm, there are good and bad things, and in the spirit realm, there are good and bad things. What are you going to listen to? There are spiritists and and experts, so-called experts in different fields that have all kinds of things they'd like to tell you. Who are you going to listen to? We want to encourage you to listen to Jesus. He will speak to you every day if you'll just, well, he's speaking whether we're listening or not. We just have to open our, the ears of our heart, okay? So the best way to get to know his voice is to learn his nature, his inherent qualities. What's he like? You know, what's his favorite TV show? What what are the things that please him? What doesn't he like? Remember, we're living in two realms at the same time, right? The natural realm and the spirit realm. So we want to know his voice. There are some things that God will never say to you. Give you an example. God will never, and he has never, said to anyone, I brought this sickness into your life to teach you humility. That is never from the Lord. That's right. That's right. That's right. I know it's shocking, but it is true. I'll show you how we can know that today. But there are many believers who've been listened to a voice that told them that. You know, I brought this disease or this sickness or this tragedy into your life to teach you something. God, our Heavenly Father, will never say that. And He never has. In fact, uh, Matthew 8, 17 says, Jesus himself bore your sicknesses and carried your diseases so you don't have to. You're going to hear some shocking things at Highway Church, but you'll find it's the real Jesus. It's the real Jesus. Something else God will never say to you. He'll never say to you, (sighs) because of what you just did because of the mistake you made, the sin you committed, it's going to be different between you and me now. You can't come back to me until you atone for what you've just done. He will never say that to you. He doesn't even think that. What does Hebrews 4.16 say? It says, let us come boldly to God. 24-7. Boldly to the throne of Grace. Yeah, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help when? In our time of need. If you make a mistake, run to God. He's there with open arms to encourage you, to clean you off, to pick you up, to help you, to heal you, to strengthen you, to give you a new hope and a new courage. So when we say knowing God, we're talking about you being absolutely sure and certain of his nature, how he is going to respond to you. There's a lot of trepidation about talking to God. I hear a lot of people saying, be careful of how you pray or what you pray for. Why? Because they don't know the nature of God. He'll never hurt you. Never. No one can make him hurt you. He's 100% good. Amen. Yes, he is. I know this is shocking. I can kind of feel it because we've been told so many different things. Let's become sure. Let's look at Jesus. Let me get my Bible out here. So where do we go to become sure of the nature of God? Where do we go to become sure of how God is going to respond to us? Where do we go? Which talk show should we tune in on? None of them. Where do we go? Well, the Bible, yes, but you got to be more specific. Where in the Bible? To Jesus and the promises of God. This is life-changing stuff here. It's very simple, but it will transform the rest of your life. Where do I go in the Bible? I just open it read go to Jesus in the scriptures. The clearest place to see Jesus in the scriptures is in the New Testament in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. Study Jesus and learn the promises of God. Let's look at this in Hebrews chapter 1. This is life-changing. It's okay to turn and walk away from wrong voices. And we highly encourage you to do so run to Jesus did I I know I've told my King Kong story before before we read this but maybe you weren't here I'll tell my King Kong story again talking about the nature of God I didn't grow up knowing the nature of God I was afraid of him I didn't know what he would do to me if I messed up and I knew I'd messed up a lot so I was probably about 17 years old and this is back in the day when they didn't have Netflix and stuff. They had what's called late night movies. And uh, so late at night, they'd play a movie. So it was probably like after midnight one night, I was at home on my couch and, and hanging out. And the, the 1933 version of King Kong came on. How many have seen the 1933 King Kong? Yeah. Yeah. It's an awesome, awesome flick, right? So the graphics are amazing. And. Uh, So I'm sitting there watching this film, and I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know the Bible, but the Holy Spirit started talking to me. And I'm watching these natives in fear, bowing down before this image of Kong or or before the gate that Kong comes in. They were terrified of him. So what they would do is try and appease him by giving him sacrifices. Sacrifices. You know, and they bring a sacrifice and set it there before them, and they bow down and do their chants. And as I'm watching this, I didn't recognize at the time, but the Spirit of God said, this is what my church sounds like. This is the atmosphere at the church I was going to. They were trying to appease this fierce deity with their sacrifices. And it was a large denomination around the world. But you walked in and there's this kind of this, you never know what God's gonna do kind of atmosphere and you had to do this, and you had to do that, and you had to do it just right, just like the minister said. And if, even if you did it just right, you're never really sure, well, is God pleased? Am I going to get to heaven? Or? And, and that's what religion does. It keeps you in this fog of guessing and never knowing. But that's not what Jesus did. Hebrews chapter 1, starting in verse 1, These three verses, I think, are probably one of the top five passages in in the Bible as a whole. So important. But it says, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways. Next verse. In these last days, he's spoken to us in his son. So there am I on the couch and I'm thinking, I don't want this. I don't want to. Um, 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 uh, God don't hurt me um, 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 uh, I don't want this I don't want... God has to be better than this he's got to be better than this King Kong movie right <laughs> I wish someone would give me a Bible I would just take walks and start talking to God didn't know him and I began to ask God show me who you really are I don't want to know who my church says you are I don't want to know who man says you are I want to know who you really are and he did Thank God someone gave me a Bible maybe about a year and a half later. And I opened and I began reading the book of John, one of the Gospels. I began to see Jesus. So God spoke to us in the Old Testament through the prophets, but none of them were perfect. They all made mistakes. None of them perfectly represented God. So the prophets are valuable, but they weren't perfect. In these last days, he's spoken to us through the perfect one, his son. Who's that? jesus right whom he appointed heir of all things through whom also he made the world number verse three is is it speaking of jesus he is the radiance of god's glory god the father and the exact representation of his nature bullseye we found what we're looking for how do we know the nature of god jesus is the exact representation of god's nature there's no variance in what jesus did and what the father does none he perfectly exemplified the will of god in the earth now this is going to be shocking because we're going to look at the the real jesus and you might find that what he said and what he did is very different from what you've been taught in church When I found that out, I decided to go with Jesus. And I've never looked back. Almost 30 years ago. I'm so glad I did. So let's go to the real Jesus. Are you ready? Are you ready to eat? Let's go to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. This is so good. This is the real Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 4. Now, at this point, Jesus has already begun his ministry, okay? He's an adult man. He's begun his ministry. And look what verse 16 says. This is very interesting. This is very eye-opening. It says, the people which sat in darkness saw a great light. Where were these people? Where were they sitting? Where were they living? Planet Earth, okay? What does the Bible teach us? Earth is a dark place. It is. The Bible teaches. This is a fallen world. Jesus taught us that Satan is the God of this world. That's not blasphemy. That's truth. Jesus taught us this. All right? The Bible teaches that God is not controlling what goes on in the world. That's a wrong understanding of God's sovereignty. Yes, he's sovereign. In his sovereignty, he gave authority over the earth to man. Satan stole that authority, and Satan became the God of this world. I will tell you this. If God was controlling everything in this world, there would not be one crime. There would not be one poor, one poverty situation. There'd be not one issue. It would be paradise if he was controlling it, if his will automatically happened. But it doesn't. That's why he had to send his son into the earth so that his son was the open door for the will of God to manifest in the earth. You can't experience the will of God consistently apart from relationship with Jesus. So these people are in earth. They're sitting in darkness, living in darkness, just like today. It's still a dark world. No matter what part of the world you're in, no matter what position the sun is in, it's darkness. We're talking about spiritual, right? So they saw a great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, where is that? Earth. Earth is the valley of the shadow of death. Did you know that? When David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you could say, even though I'm living in this world, I will fear no evil. Earth is the valley of the shadow of death. It's good to know where you're living that you're in enemy territory. It will help you to stay alert and to stay with Jesus. Right? If you think everything that happens is God's will, you're going to be very confused. There's no reason to do anything then. We'll just do whatever we want. And if God's will automatically happens, then I guess we're all set. Or it just kind of that doesn't make any sense when you study Jesus. So he comes into the the valley of the shadow of death, and light springs up. And the people in darkness, they're now seeing the nature of God before them. And light is coming. And look what he says, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is where? It's available to you now. Now, at Highway Church, if you'll look under your seat, you'll see cans of dereligification spray. So everyone gets your can of dereligification spray. Let's all shake it. Because we have to dereligify this verse. All right, let's all spray. Pssh. What do I mean by that? You, you, people don't know what repent means. Because they've been told wrong things. What does the biblical word mean? For this English word, repent me. Does it mean to cry? No. No. Does it mean to fall on your face and beg? No. No. Does it mean you have to climb up a stairway to hopefully God will hear you? No. No. It means think differently. (laughs) Isn't that great? Think differently. Where were they at? They were sitting in darkness. They were going through their lives thinking dark thoughts, experiencing dark things, confused, wondering who God was, how much He loved, Did He love them? What did they have to do to please Him? Jesus comes into the earth, light stands before them and says, "Think differently." Have a change of mind and a change of purpose. For the kingdom of heaven is available to you now. Isn't that different? I was told heaven is a place far, far away, and we're not really sure who's going to go there. Here, the light, of, the light of the world, Jesus comes into the world, and he says, he says, think differently. Don't think that way anymore. The kingdom of heaven is available to you now. Put up the JJB paraphrase there. This is, this is my JJB paraphrase says think differently change your mind change your purpose that's the literal definition of the Greek word metanoia which was translated into English for repent think differently change your mind change your purpose because the kingdom of heaven is available to you now when you realize that it changes everything it changes everything hallelujah hallelujah I want to take a moment, and uh, Michael, I just and Rachel, I want to. I love that sound. I want you to know that. I, I, I don't want to embarrass you guys, but I want you. I want parents to know we love the sound of kids. Amen. So as a parent, you can relax. That's that's joy to my ears. Okay, G, the kingdom of God belongs. To us. I just I don't want parents to think because we're all in one room right now, right? And and I know you have a children that makes that's no problem. We love that. Okay, so I just want you to know that. And uh, have fun. You go ahead, Zoe. You you sing, girl. (laughs) All right. All right, so there's my little paraphrase. Now, let's see what he does. So in Matthew chapter 4, let's go down a little further to verse 23. So the light of the world is here now. He's telling people to think differently. Don't think dark thoughts about God anymore. I'm here now. His, His kingdom's available to you now. Listen to what I say and change your mind, change your purpose. So here's what the nature of God will do in your life. Three things. Jesus, who's the exact representation of God's nature, right? We read that in Hebrews. You with me? Right? He went about all Galilee, the valley of the shadow of death, went through the darkness, teaching in their synagogues. Teaching and preaching the... Get your can of de-religification spray again. What's gospel mean? The good news. Good news makes you happy, right? When you hear the real gospel, you'll get happy because it's good news. You're going to leave here today happier than when you came in, stronger than when you came in, okay? Teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing. So what is God's nature? Teaching, preaching, and healing. That's his nature. Teaching, preaching, and healing. What? All manner of sickness. What? Don't you wish someone would have told you this years ago? All manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. This is the nature of God. And he never changes He's always been like this, and he always will be. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. Verse 24, look at this. And the fame went throughout all Syria. And they, they I wonder how many instafalas he had. <laughs> I don't know. There's been a lot. The fame went throughout all Syria, and they, they brought unto him all sick people. Why? They heard about his nature. The nature of God. They're hearing the good news now. The kingdom of heaven is here, it's available to you. They bring all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those that were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic. What is lunatic? Mental illness. Jesus is the answer to mental illness. He is. He heals all sickness and disease. He bore it all. Amen. Jesus. Jesus is the answer to Alzheimer's. As I was preparing this week, the Lord quickened me and said, "Tell them, if they'll keep their mind stayed on Me, Alzheimer's will never be able to touch them." And He brought up Jeremiah. Excuse me, Isaiah twenty-six, three, in the Message translation. It says, those who keep their minds stayed on you, you keep completely whole. Keeping your mind stayed on the nature of God is the answer to health. But too often we let our minds go to other voices, our own conclusions, what so-and-so told us, the circumstances we're facing. But we're not going to do that anymore. We're keeping our minds stayed on Him. Hallelujah. Let's go a little further in Matthew. I wish we would just go as much time as we have here. I want to get as much as I can in. Uh, But let's go to Matthew chapter 8. So what are we doing? We're looking at the nature of God right now. And this might be very new to you. And I understand. I remember when this was new to me. But I still eat this regularly. Because this grows in you. This is not something you hear once and you've got it. It's something you got to feed yourself with because there are other voices trying to steal this from you. Do you know when you open your Bible and you read it that that there are voices that will try and speak to you? Right. God will speak to you, but there are other voices. Who, Satan or spirits of darkness will try and interpret this book to you. Right. They will, and you've got to recognize. You know, they'll try and put Scripture. Satan tried to, to, to steal from Jesus in Matthew 4, Right? With the scriptures. Satan knows this book inside and out. And he hates it, but he knows he can use it on believers if he twists it a little bit. So you have to watch for the twisting. What's the safeguard against misinterpreting this book? Knowing the nature of God. Right? When you know someone's nature, you know there are certain things they'll never do. I use my wife as an example because I know her better than anyone. You can tell me something about Jennifer. I'll know if it's true or not right away. I know her too well. I know her nature. You can't fool me with her. You need to know God better than anybody else. So Satan can't twist what he says to you. All right? We doing okay? So Matthew chapter 8, verse 1, here's the nature of God, now the light of the world. He's ministering in the valley of the shadow of death. He's setting people free from darkness. When he'd come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. I can't wait to watch the videos of this when we get to heaven. And behold, they're gonna be on VHS, right? (laughs) And behold, a leper came and worshiped him. We better save our VHS player so I can take it with me to heaven. Watch all these videos. And they came, a leper, so what is a leper? That's not a cat, that's not an animal, a leopard. <laughs> what is a leper? It's a human being that was struck by sickness, either by Satan or through the curse of sin that was, that was upon mankind. Neither one is God's will. Yeah. Neither one are God's will. Sickness is never God's will for you. You From a little sniffle to whatever else you want to say. It's an, he didn't create us to be sick. He didn't bring sickness into the earth. Satan twisted All of creation changed when when Satan took over. Okay? And all of creation changed or has the ability to change when Jesus rose from the dead. The only difference is you have to consciously believe him and walk with him. It's not automatic. All right? So, uh, this man who is struck with a terrible disease, if I understand that it was fairly contagious, they had to be isolated, They weren't allowed to be around people. And it was a disease that just ate away at the parts of your body. He may have had body parts missing. And he comes and he worships Jesus saying, here's the big question that so many believers have still today. Lord, if you are willing, he doesn't know God's nature, right? If he did, he wouldn't even ask the question. If you're asking this question, you don't know his nature yet no matter what any preacher told you or any minister, if you're asking this question, you don't know his nature yet. He said, if you are willing, you can make me clean. I love Jesus. Look at the nature of God in the next verse. No hesitation. How many times did you say your prayers this week? Only seven? Sorry. How many times have you been to the temple? Oh, you're kidding. Only on Easter? Oh, Oh, they didn't have Easter yet. Anyway, (laughs) So Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, what's he say? It's my will. It's my nature to do this. Be cleansed. He answered and settled that question once for all. Let it be settled in your mind and in your heart today. It's his will for you to be well. This is the fresh hot Jesus we're talking about. Look in the Phillips New Testament. I like how it says it. Of course I want to. How could you think any other way? Of course I want to. I'm Jesus. I'm, I'm the one who made you. I'm the one who knit you together in your mother's womb. It's my will for you to be whole. Be clean. Look at the Living Bible. Actually, in Luke 5. Go to Luke 5 in the Living Bible. This is a parallel passage in Luke, and this is how it's translated in the Living Bible. Of course I will be healed. I love it. Here's Matthew 8:3 again in the West New Testament. Eat this right now. Open up. I am desiring it from all my heart. Let's just chew that one a little while. Chew your food. I'm desiring it from all my heart. God, with all of his heart, wants you to be well. 100% of his person is for you, never against you. <laughs> For time's sake, we're going to move on. But I want to encourage you, keep reading Matthew chapter 8. Read Matthew chapter 9. Get to know that. I've, I've spent much time in those, in those two chapters. And then in chapter 10, he, he anoints his disciples and he, and, and to, to heal every disease, to heal every sickness. He says, go, the beginning of verse 10, he says, go and preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Freely you've received. Freely give. That's the nature of God. This is changing us right now. This is impacting our physical bodies right now. If you need healing in your body, receive it right now. You don't need anyone to lay hands on you. The centurion says, just speak the word only. God's word is powerful, perfect in power. One word from him can make your whole body sound if you'll just receive it. Thank you, Lord, for soundness in our bodies. So we said the first place to look in the Bible is Jesus, right? If you wanted to know the nature of God, you've got to study Jesus. Meditate on Jesus in the Bible. Not someone's version of Jesus, the Bible version of Jesus, as recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. Now, Jesus is also in every other book. It's not as easy to find him in every other book. But the more you study his nature in Matthew through Acts, the more you'll see him in every other book. Okay, so the Gospels are huge. They're vitally important. Acts is vitally important to us who are living in the valley of the shadow of death, right? Because death has no authority in our lives anymore because the author of life is living in us, right? He said, he who believes in me will never die. (laughs) Can you handle this? Is this good? So the next place was what? We got to study Jesus and the promises of God. All right, so we study Jesus in our Bibles, and we search for the promises of God in our Bibles. Very important. Let's do just a little bit of that, and then we're done. 2 Peter chapter 1. Again, this is in my top five most important scriptures in the Bible. Jesus in the Bible, Hebrews 1, 1 through 3, and the promises of God in the Bible, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Remember, God's will, as much as he loves you, you will not automatically experience it. That is a misnomer. If the will of God automatically happened, it wouldn't matter what we do. You have to make a decision daily to set your attention on who he is to fill your mind and heart with the Word of God, the promises of God. If you don't do that, it's not going to happen. Okay? We're not robots. We're not computers that can someone just plug in a thumb drive and, and, and download or upload inf- information. We are human beings made in His image. We have a free will. We have to choose to give Him our full attention on a daily basis. This—that's Isn't that relationship? You can't have a relationship with a robot. That's right. I see some of these commercials about the new things coming out, and they're cute kids' toys, but they're wires. It's, it's not a real thing. Right. It's just technology. Right. You can't have a relationship with a robot. You need a living, breathing being that God has made right. in his image or the one who made Amen. us in his image, right? You need, you need to know him. Okay, so 2 Peter 1, very important. Grace, what's Grace. God's riches at Christ's expense, right? The favor, the unmerited favor of God. What's peace? Get your can out again. Do you, let's pray that word. It's the Greek word irene. What does it mean? Wholeness. Wholeness. Spirit, soul, and body. Well being. Prosperity. God's riches at Christ's expense and wholeness and prosperity be multiplied to you, which means they can increase in your life, right? How are they multiplied to you? If you hit the lottery, no, no lottery involved. In the knowledge of His nature. The knowledge of God, that's what it means, of His nature, of who He is, what He's done for you and who you are in Christ. Let's look at the next verse. Seeing that, whose power God's divine power has granted. Is that in the future tense or past tense? Past tense. He has already given to you everything. Does that include bad things? Well, let's keep reading. Everything pertaining to life. Not death. Not sickness. Not tragedy. Everything pertaining to life and godliness how through the true knowledge jesus is the true knowledge of god who calls us by his own glory and excellence last uh, last next scripture excuse me verse 4 for by these his own glory and excellence he has granted is that past tense or future tense it's already done let's say that little phrase it's already done God has already provided for you everything you could ever desire that is good. You just have to realize that, meditate on it, and speak it over your life. Okay? So by His glory and excellence, He's granted to us. It's already done. What has He granted to us? His precious and magnificent promises. Why? Why? So that by his precious and magnificent promises, you personally can become a partaker, experience his nature. So the promises of God are treasures to us. We fill our hearts with them, we study them, we meditate on them, because by doing that, we experience the nature of God. (laughs) I'm a nature lover. God's nature. I love his nature. I like to take long walks in the woods with God. <laughs> I like that kind of nature. God's nature. Wow. So let's just look at a few few three promises. Can we look at three promises when we're done? Okay? Let's go to Luke chapter 12. Before we go there, let me, let me pop this in. This will help you so much. So we saw in 2 Peter 1 that God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, but it's not automatic, right? We have to choose to fill our hearts and fill our minds with his promises. And let me give you a, a, a little life hack here. Can I give you a life hack? The promises of God will not consistently manifest in your life until you begin to say them with your mouth and believe in your heart that they are true for you now. Not tomorrow, now. That's what Jesus is saying. It's, a, it's now, it's available to you now. We're not living in tomorrow, we're living right now. You need the answer now. God has it for you, okay? Your tongue is connected to your spirit. Did you know that? Real quick, pop Proverbs 15.4 up there. Proverbs 15.4. Look at this. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Parents, raise your children with a tree of life. Speak life over your kids. Speak life over them. Not anger, not frustration. Not, oh, you never listen. Why, why don't you listen? I'm going to count to three. Life. Life. Amen. You're a good listener. Yes. You're a good boy. You're a good girl. Amen. Amen. You have a sensitive heart. You hear, you hear the Lord's yes. voice. You have a destiny. You're a delight to your parents. Amen. That's how we speak to our kids, right? A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Look at this. Perverseness therein is a what? Breach where? in the spirit most people make no connection between their tongue their words and their spirit but they are connected vitally connected that's why when the when the first generation of believers were baptized they began speaking in other tongues cuz your tongue and your spirit are connected and when you're baptized in the holy spirit the holy spirit will empower your tongue to speak super naturally and it will transform your life Amen. we could preach on that for about 100 days but we're going to move on Luke chapter 12 Luke chapter 12 I, well you know what we're gonna we're gonna go Jesus you're amazing thank you Lord I was trying to listen to the holy Spirit here listen wouldn't it be amazing if the church stopped being afraid of what God said and began teaching and preaching it You know, there are churches that try and hide the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Isn't that strange? Why would you want to hide the very foundation of the New Testament church? Wouldn't you want to lead people into the reality of that? Isn't it funny how wrong voices have been listened to in the New Testament church? Right? So we teach the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We practice it. We encourage you to get baptized in the Holy Spirit today. Let the Holy Spirit empower your tongue to pray in a supernatural language. It will transform your life. It's not something to be afraid of or to tuck back in a closet somewhere. The whole, is that what they did in Acts? Is Acts our example? Or is the church down the street our example? Well, the church down the street should be like Acts. That's our model here. We're looking at Acts. Let's pray in the Spirit for a moment. Come on. Shura malaure, <laughs> geshi alaure, gendoro gomelaure. Ashi alaure, gendoro gomelaure. Meshi alaure, kondoro gomelaure. Jonde malaure, jingoro gomelaure, gendora. Mashi alaure, gendora gomelaure, gendora malaure. Jundi alaure, gendora. I really believe the Holy Spirit is encouraging you to stop being afraid of of what He's he's declared. Stop being afraid of of the things He has given us and demonstrated to us in His Word. Start embracing who He really is. Don't be afraid of what man says. The the, the fear of man is a snare. Embrace Jesus Christ. Embrace the New Testament reality of His church and, and let go. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Parents, pray in the spirit with your kids. Pray in the spirit in your home. God, God, Jesus said to his disciples, don't go anywhere until you get this. Who are we to think that we've got something better? Let's let's let Jesus be our Lord, right? He said, don't leave Jerusalem. I personally trained you for three years, but I want you to stay here until you're baptized in the Holy Spirit because then everything's going to change. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit should be flowing through your home, flowing through your family. Kids grab this like that. Kids pray in the Spirit like nobody's business. Hallelujah. You doing okay? It's good to talk about the real Jesus. I know it's shocking, but it's true anyway. Let's get three promises, then we're done. Luke chapter 12. Let's start in verse 22. Jesus said to his disciples, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Life gets complicated when you're thinking about yourself so much. All the things that need to get done. How you didn't do that right. What needs to happen. How's this going to get paid? And how's that going to happen? That, that's a weight you were never meant to carry. Right. Take no thought for your life what you shall eat, neither for the body what you shall put on. Look, go to verse 30 real quick. Jump down to verse 30. I think it should be the next slide there. Verse 30. Right, can you put it to the next slide, sweetie? For all these things... The nations of the world seek after. What are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? How are we going to pay our bills? How are we going to get this? How are we gonna... What's he say? You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be concerned about these. You, shouldn't, you don't need these things. Religion tells you you don't need the things. You don't need to have things. You don't need to, to have an abundance. Jesus didn't say that. He said your father knows you need these things. Amen. God's not stupid. Amen. He knows what we need. He wants to bless you and prosper you with everything you need and more than you can ask for. Yeah. Amen. He knows you need these things. What are we doing? We're getting to know the nature of God. Verse 31, but rather, don't do it like the world does. Seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Verse 32, fear not, little flock, here's his nature, for it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. That's his nature. Two more. Romans eight thirty two. You can write these down. Meditate them. Eat them all day. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? The next time Satan tells you, uh, you, don't, you, you know, God's not going to give you that. He, you, you've got, no, no. He tries to talk you out of what God's promised you. You say that. How will he not also, he gave me Jesus. Anything else is peanuts compared to that. Last scripture, John ten ten, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That is the nature of your heavenly Father. Jennifer, you want to come on up here? Father, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for your amazing love. You love us with a love that is out of this world. Help us, Holy Spirit, to become sure and certain of who you are, sure and certain of your love for us. We give you a full right of way in our thinking, in every area of our lives, in our homes, with our kids, at the workplace, in our social relationships, on our on our Facebook pages, on our social media. Lord, be glorified. Be glorified in every post. Let's walk in the Spirit on our social media. Come on. We don't vent on social media. We speak life. Well, he's hitting some good ones today, isn't he? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your life abounding in us. Lord, I pray for anyone here where this may be new information, Lord, make it real to them. Reveal Christ to every heart and to those watching on Facebook and through this podcast. In Jesus' name. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life